how to know if you are undercharging as a social media manager. Oh, this is a spicy one. I could not run a series called The Money Series on the podcast without mentioning undercharging because I feel like this is a trap so many of us fall into, myself included, and often we don't realize it until it's too late, until we're burnt out and being like, wow, I am not getting paid my worth. My bank account looks sad. I feel sad. And I'm starting to resent this whole social media management running my own business thing. Now, just in case you missed last week's episode, I am introducing this new four-part series to the podcast because I love talking about money and I feel like Often it's a bit of a cringy topic or people get a little bit sweaty when we bring up the conversation of income and money. But on the flip side, we all want to know about it, right? And I think these conversations are so important for income transparency, for learning, for growing our own businesses. And the fact of the matter is that income is the number one reason why new businesses fail. Cash flow, managing the income, the expenses, all of that stuff can be your kryptonite. This can be the reason why you fail. Or it can be the reason why you have a really expensive hobby that, you know, you're buying new camera gear for, you're buying new courses, you're downloading, signing up for software subscriptions, but you're not making anything. I know this is the reality for so many social media managers and freelancers out there. And not knowing what to charge and undercharging for your services is a big part of this. So buckle up and get ready because this episode's going to be juicy. Welcome to the Dishing Up Digital Podcast. I'm your host, Alan, a former nine-to-five escapee turned six-figure business owner. This is your place to learn everything there is to know about building your dream life and career as a social media manager. Whether you're just starting out and feeling lost and confused, or you want to take your current business to the next level and double your income, this is the podcast for you. Social media is such a powerful platform and it's enabled me to book out my services and smash the six-figure milestone with only 3,000 Instagram followers. So grab a cup of tea, coffee, a glass of rosé with me, and let's turn those dreams into a reality. Okay, to kick off this episode, I have to come in hot with a disclaimer. (laughs) I feel like on the internet, there is this phrase. It gets thrown about so frequently without people not really understanding what it means. And the phrase is, charge your worth. And I used to love this because coming from someone who did undercharge, as I mentioned in the intro... I loved the idea of like, yes, I am worth more. I'm stepping up to this. But it also kind of came to hate the phrase as well because I've seen so many other people struggle with this and struggle with this word worth because this is like a very big word that has so much more emotional attachment to it than you would think. It's so much bigger than just your business And we're going to dive deep right into this already. But I feel like when people talk about charging your worth, we get wrapped up into this dangerous cycle of equating all of our work and our business to our self-worth or using it as the measure of our self-worth. And this is a very dangerous trap to fall into because 
when something goes wrong in your business because all of those emotions are so closely intertwined and your business is where you gain your self-worth and your kind of validation. When things go wrong, you can really spiral and not just in a, oh my gosh, I'm a panicked business owner and my income's down this month or this person said no to my proposal or I got this negative feedback. It goes a step beyond that and goes into this trap or this mindset trap of, oh my God, I suck. What am I doing? I'm not good enough. And it's just so easy to fall into that mindset when you are linking or heavily relying on your work as the sole source of your self-worth. And again, this episode is about money and I can't get too sidetracked into this conversation around like self-worth and, you know, happiness and external validation because we know your girl can talk about mindset all day long and we're not here to do that today, Alan. Come on. (laughs) But this is also why I talk about mindset a lot because it is so closely intertwined with everything, especially your income, because there's no boss out there to decide what your salary is. There's no group of managers to decide what pay rise you get. You are the one that makes those decisions. And it can be really hard to decide on a value of yourself. And I see this all the time (laughs) in my own business. When I coach my Dishing Up Digital School students, which by the way, I haven't mentioned on the podcast, um, we're having a massive sale on the Dishing Up Digital School. So jump over to my Instagram if you want to check that out, because this is a ridiculous deal. It's only valid for two weeks and you're going to save $700. So if you've been on the fence about joining, jump on over. But one of the things that's really funny to me is I find it so easy to give people advice on pricing their services. I can jump in and be like, hey, this package needs adjusting or hey, you need to double your prices. And I can do it with such confidence. But even for someone like me who has been doing this for four years, I get nervous raising my own prices. I find it difficult to go and look at my packages and be like, oh, we should adjust these. It's so much easier to do it for somebody else to do it for something that's like not so personally attached to you and has all of those emotions circling around. And I honestly think this is the big reason why we have so many people struggling with undercharging. It's because they cannot see their own value. You know, the classic saying, we're our own harshest critics. Like we're going to look at our own work and be like, this is so ugly. This is not good enough. Who's going to pay a thousand dollars for this kind of stuff? versus an outsider might look at your stuff and be like, oh my gosh, they're only charging $1,000 for this? This is amazing. And we kind of need to take that perspective when it comes to pricing and when it comes to this conversation of undercharging and really try look at this situation like it's not our business, it's not us. Let's look at it from an outsider's perspective and let's take the emotion out of it and look at this practically. And the reason you probably clicked on today's episode is because you're stressing about what to charge and you're stressing about potentially undercharging or overcharging. And I think a big part of it is this push on the internet of charge your worth and this whole conversation, which is, again, it's great to have these conversations to encourage people to raise their prices. But I just think that word, charge your worth, it creates a lot of self-doubt and confusion and stress. And to me, charge your worth is just one 
little ingredient we should take away when it comes to figuring out our pricing. There's a lot of other factors to contribute. And if this word makes you feel a little bit icky and you might be slipping into attaching all of your self-worth to your business, you could probably pivot away from this and just look practically at, okay, let's make sure we're charging for the amazing work that we're doing. Like that could be an alternate phrase for you to look for. The other negative thing that I think comes from this phrase, charging your worth, is it can paralyze people. People are so scared to put a price on their services. They're so scared to just start that they don't do anything at all. They're scared of getting it wrong. They don't want to undercharge. So they just sit there staring at, you know, these packages they've come up with and they've just got this blank little space to insert their price and they never do and they never send out that cold pitch. It's one of those turning points in your social media management or freelance career that you have to go, go through in order to push to the next level, in order to continue throughout your journey. And unfortunately, a lot of people give up at this point because it is hard. But what I'm about to tell you, I'm hoping this is going to be like, a sigh of relief in the room. <laughs> I'm hoping that this is going to take the pressure off you guys who are new. And it's probably not the kind of words that you expected me to say when you clicked on this episode. But I actually think undercharging as a brand spanking new social media manager is okay. Stop stressing about, oh my gosh, am I undercharging? Am I overcharging? And put the price out there. Start working with clients because it's only at that point that you will realize what your rate should be. It's only from the experience of working with clients in the real world that you will see, oh, actually, it doesn't take me as much, to my, uh, much time to do this task. Or actually, it takes me 10 times longer than I thought to do these tasks. So I need to be charging more for that. We're all different and I think per pricing is such a personal thing. I say that in all of my trainings whenever I talk about pricing your services. It is personal and that's why all of our prices are different. That's why conversations like this spark so much debate. I think I've mentioned it on the podcast before, but I had a, a viral TikTok talking about a $2,000, I think it was a $2,000 social media management podcast. Oh, it was a, sorry, podcast. It was a snippet from the podcast. It was like a little soundbite that I posted quite a few months ago when I was talking about what I put in a $2,000 package for social media management. And the comment section of this TikTok was hilarious. <laughs> the comments were giving me whiplash because one person was like, oh my gosh, you are so overcharging or like, Oh, oh my gosh, I would offer all of these deliverables for half the price. And then the next person would comment and be like, you're undercharging. You should be charging $5,000 for this. And it just was the perfect piece of evidence for what I'm saying around everybody has a different opinion on pricing. Everybody's at different, you know, uh, levels of skills and experience, which is going to reflect and impact your pricing. It's all it's all just a bit of a mess, to be honest, <laughs> which is why I have to record podcasts like this because I know it is a sticking point for so many. And what I want to do is take away the mess, take away the stress and just tell you guys that it's okay to pick a price and run with it. $400, $500, run with it. 
And again, like I will always give feedback to my students and my programs if I think they could charge more. Um, I love working with that kind of closer relationship with my students because often, you know, I get to know them a little bit about their experience. I had someone join the program recently who was coming from like 20 years in corporate marketing. So when she was talking about her services, I immediately was like, well, you should be going higher than a lot of the other newbies in this group because you're not a newbie, like you've got 20 years of experience. And again, I'm going to say it one more time. Pricing is personal, so it does depend on these little things in your own journey and your own sort of experience where you're at. But in general, I think $500, $500 US dollars is a really nice starting point. And I want to tell you that it's okay to start small. Yes, you've probably heard me in another video where I'm like, $500 is way too cheap. You're undercharging, rah, 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 rah. Like you can probably find somewhere in my content where I've said that. I know we had a training recently where one of our guest speakers was like, don't go, don't offer a $500 package. And I was like, yes, totally. You want to go higher. But all of these times that I've said this comes with an exception. If pricing is stressing you out, if you feel really intimidated, if you don't have any experience, if you're brand new to starting out, just pick something like $300, $400, $500. Create a small little package, a small little offer that you can just get on a call and sell. It is okay to start small. It is okay to start with these lower packages and grow from there because that's exactly what I did. I can sit here today and be like, oh, look at my $8,000 invoice from a client. And rah, 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 look at all these cool payments from my PayPal, blah, blah, blah. But it started with a $200, $300 client for me. It was a journey of growing to where I am now. And this is the cool thing about being an entrepreneur. You have the power to change your prices and you have the power to do that whenever the hell you want. You don't have to wait for annual pay rises to roll out in your company. You can roll out those pay rises or those price increases, I should say, when you feel the time is right or when you see yourself burning out or when you see a growing wait list for your business because there's so much demand and this does happen. That is the key indicator to raise your prices, right? One of the key things that will show you that uh, your prices are too low is if you're getting a conversion or you're getting a yes from every single inquiry, from every single discovery call. If every single person that jumps on a Zoom call with you ends up signing up for your services, it is the number one sign that you are too cheap. You actually don't want a 100% conversion rate. And this kind of blew my mind when I learned about this because like we're such people pleasers, <laughs> a lot of us, a lot of us going into business, we just want to help people. We want to please people. We want them to be happy with our services, with our work. And I was very proud of my 100% conversion rate until someone told me, Ellen, that's a really bad thing. Like you should have a couple of no's in there. And it was just like this little penny drop moment. <laughs> I hope a few of you have now had that penny drop moment. But you want to make sure that probably out of those 10 discovery calls or so, you want to make sure that you're getting three or four no's. Like those are a good thing. I was listening to a YouTube video this morning, actually, on the topic of podcasts, because my goal for the rest of the year is to really love and grow the podcast. And one of the tips there was if you're wanting to pitch for brand deals, one of the negotiating techniques was to always go higher 
and make sure you get someone coming back and negotiating with you. And if you pitch to someone and they say yes straight away, it's a sign that you're too cheap. Now, this is a little bit different. Like this is in the context of brand partnerships and sponsorships rather than like hiring a contractor. But I think it's interesting Like there's a similarity there, right? You don't want everyone to say yes. You want to have a little bit of a negotiation. You want some people who can't afford you. And the second key sign that you're undercharging that I really wanted to talk about in today's episode is when you find yourself fully booked and there's new inquiries coming in and you can't take those people on, you don't have the capacity, that is an instant price increase. That is where you know you are undercharging because again, you're too cheap, you're too good of a deal, everybody wants to work with you. And again, same with like converting the discovery calls, we don't want everyone to work with you. And one of my favorite reasons for rolling out a price increase and how I explain it to clients is using the phrase in my email, something around due to the increased demand of my services, I'm rolling out a 10% increase across all packages or 15, 20, whatever your price increase is. And I love this phrase because it's so true. Like it explains it really well to your client in a really practical, like professional way, makes it really clear, but also gives them a reason for why you're increasing your prices and a valid reason, a very valid reason. Increased demand equals increased prices. That is a key, key takeaway from this episode. If you're fully booked, prices go up. And I used the strategy when I first started out. Oh gosh, we're giving away so much goodness on pricing. I love this episode already. (laughs) One of the key strategies I used was actually rolling out a price increase with every new client that came through the door. So in those early days, it would be starting with someone for $200. The next person I would quote, maybe just $250, like just a $50 increase. But to me, that meant a lot. Like I was a newbie. And again, this comes back to our conversation earlier. Like when you have no experience, you can't come in full guns blazing offering $2,000 packages. But slowly for me, each time a new client would come through, whether it was full social media management, whether it was just an audit, whether it was just some UGC content, those small price increases with each client would slowly add up. And I think this is an opportunity that a lot of freelancers sleep on. It's kind of tricky to negotiate a price increase with an existing client. Now, if they're a great client, they'll understand this, they'll respect this, then they'll value your price increase and whatever. But it is like a sticking point. I know a lot of us go through, we don't like having that conversation. We don't like increasing those prices. And the easiest way to avoid this is probably not like the best advice. Like you shouldn't avoid price increases, but to skirt around it and still see some leveling up in your business, the best way to do that is just go to those new clients and raise your prices. This is where you can do those big juicy price increases. This is where I have been able to double my rates. I did this, I've talked about this many times on the podcast, but I did this with a client and I actually didn't have the capacity to work with them. So I literally charged, like I quoted double what my usual rate was and shockingly they said yes. (laughs) And again, it's that personal thing with pricing. I saw that as overcharging they saw that as a really appealing deal to them. Everybody has a different viewpoint. So even this podcast in itself, this conversation of how to know when you're undercharging, yes, we can look at these two key signs of everyone saying yes, 100% conversion rates and also being fully booked. But at the same time, undercharging in itself is gonna look very different to different people in different parts of the world with different skills or levels of experience. 
And the other thing I really wanted to mention in today's episode was this expectation that you can just like waltz in to social media management and start this new career. And and it's kind of an expectation I think is built from a lot of those TikTokers that you see that are like, here are six ways that you can make six figures working from home and like throwing out all of these things. And there's just like this expectation that you can walk in and you can make six figures straight away. And I think what people forget is just like any job, just like any career, just like any sort of gig you might get in the corporate world, you've got to climb the ladder, the good old corporate ladder. This also applies in the context of freelancing and social media management. And again, I'm quite biased, I think. (laughs) Freelancing, running your own business is way better than climbing the literal corporate ladder and being in that nine to five job. But it's a different ladder, but it's the same structure and idea. As your skills and experience grow, you're going to move up your little personal letter of business growth and be in a position to charge more. It would be like having the expectation that you can graduate from university and just walk into a job and get a six-figure salary. It doesn't work like that. When we are new, we start from the bottom of the ladder and we go up. Like you've got to take those little steps. You've got to start small and grow, build your experience, build your network. And again, some people will speed up this ladder. They will run, they will sprint. (laughs) Others will be like me and we just cruise our way up. And it's, you know, a couple of years in the making before we get to that milestone of say like a 2K client. And where I'm at on my own personal ladder, I might look down at someone else's ladder and be like, yo, $300 is undercharging. You've got to be up here with me at 3K mark. But again, we're all on those different levels. And what I see as undercharging for myself is going to be very different to you. So I encourage you to use some of these tips that I've discussed today to build your own picture around what is undercharging and what does this look like. Have a look at your cold pitches, if you're sending out cold pitches, your Instagram posts, those DMs, conversations, anything you have with potential clients at the moment, even if you've been posting in like a Facebook group and analyze some of that feedback. Because again, just because you get one comment or one reply saying, sorry, I can't afford your services or this is too expensive for me, that is not a sign to increase your prices. Like that is not a sign that you're undercharging. Just having one person say that. Again, not even having like two or three would be the indication that your prices are too high either. Again, it's that matter of you want a little bit of both. You want the best of both worlds where you can have clients saying yes, but you also want a portion saying no. And once again, we need to remind ourselves of that beautiful message of we have the power to change. If you do launch with a lower price point, with a lower package, you can change that. You have the opportunity to change that. Now, one of the other tips that I always give to my Dishing Up Digital School students, I'm really giving it all away here. (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. Not all because the Dishing Up Digital School has over 60 lessons plus all of our live classes. So there's a huge amount of depth and knowledge there. And a lot of my lessons do hit like the 40, 45 minute mark. And we do lots of tutorials. There's templates. There's example packages from previous students. You get a pricing audit from me as well. But one of the other tips that I'll give you today from the course is 
if you are feeling a little bit insecure about getting started and you're like, oh my gosh, I could never even charge $500. My advice for you would be to price at $500, to have a package at $500, to have a package at $1,200. So you've got two options there. And then look to offer your first handful of clients a discount, a juicy discount. Great example of this recently was I got a cold pitch from a cleaning company and this was perfect timing because I needed a cleaning company to come manage my new studio in Auckland. So it just so happened, you know, cold pitching, it is a little bit about luck. It just so happened that they emailed us one month after opening. So we had some good cash and we were ready to hire that cleaner and I was sick of doing it myself. So I was just so happy to see that email. And I'd been struggling to find someone that I kind of liked that had the, the right vibe for me. And in that email, He offered me a 50% discount if I signed on for a 12-month contract. Now, 12-month contract for this business, McKenzie Studios, those who haven't heard me talking about it before, it is my physical content studio here in Auckland where I live that I rent out for creatives to use, entrepreneurs, I rent it out for events as well. And I have like a a lease, a multi-year lease on that commercial property. So for me to sign a 12-year contract for the cleaning company, that's not a big deal. Like I'm going to be there in the property uh, for the next couple of years anyway. So I was happy to sign on for that. But that is a great example of cold pitching and coming in with a juicy rate, coming in with a juicy discount to hook people in and get them across the line. Because I had been talking to a handful of other cleaning companies as well. And these were the ones that sealed the deal for me. Of course, it did help. They were really nice, kind of like family run business, had really good vibe. They're really polite. They were super efficient onto it. And they came in and I met them in person, blah, blah, blah. But the discount is sometimes something that will just grab people's attention. And the reason why I love a discount is because people will see the value and the full price that you offer. There is no bad expectation set that your services only cost $250. You're setting the expectation of, hey, this service is actually $500, but I'm willing to offer it to you for $250 just at the moment and where I'm only offering this to two or three businesses kind of thing. And I think this is so much better than you being like, oh, I'm so nervous about starting this business. I don't feel like I have the experience. Let me just offer a $250 package. Instead, you're giving yourself this opportunity to very quickly double your rate and go from 250 to 500 and again $500 is a very 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 reasonable amount for a social media manager you're going to be looking at quite like a small package here with a small amount of deliverables as well don't go overboard I would say you know I like to encourage people the minimum to be like a thousand dollar package starting point but again We can start small, we can start small because it is stressful. And I know for me starting out, $1,000 seemed impossible. But this discount technique has really worked well for me and a lot of my students as well. And I think it's a great way to be strong, to stand up with, you know, a good package and a good price, but also incentivize people to sign up with you. It's great if you don't have a lot of testimonials or you have no testimonials or social proof, and that's what you're trying to collect. I would often say in my pitches, I'm offering a 40% discount in exchange for testimonials to use on my portfolio. And that worked really well as well, because there was that expectation from the beginning that I was going to get a testimonial. I was setting that from the get go of you were going to give me a written testimonial at the end of this contract. I always know when I've just recorded a really good 
episode on the podcast because I start to like overheat in my office. Like I've just been like shedding layers over here behind the microphone, like pausing and taking off my jumper. And it's just, I always know it's a good topic when I literally get heated, like both in a conversational sense of like a topic I'm super passionate about, but also in a literal or physical sense of my body is overheating because I'm talking so passionately. So with that being said, I'm going to wrap up today's episode. If you enjoyed this episode, please make sure that you leave a review, leave a rating on Spotify or leave a review on Apple Podcasts because this seriously helps me out so much and I would really love to continue recording these free podcast episodes for you and it would mean the absolute world if you could help a girl out and support me in that sense. So leave a review, make sure you are following and subscribe so that you get notified when we upload the next episode, which will be continuing on with the money series. We have another money themed episode coming up next Monday. I'll see you there.